Hello again, everybody. Congratulations on making it another week in the world gone crazy. The world may change and problems may develop, but the Deep Dive Lyrics podcast stays relatively the same. And this is a podcast where each week I share a song with you that I have found to be particularly insightful and important and have some deeper meaning. And I want to share that with you. And and in the case of the song today, um, it's one that I've been thinking about doing for a while, very excited about. I hope that you're very, very happy today because the song I have to share with you today is super sad. <laughs> Seriously, this is a this is a little bit of a disclaimer. Um, I like sad songs. I, I like sad stories. Um, it makes me feel more grateful for my own life and the way that things are going. <laughs> That's not the case with everyone. So if you're super susceptible to depression... Uh, and you've found that it is not helpful to dwell on sad things, y- you might want to give this one a miss. Just letting you know, um, the song that we have for you today is called Watches and Chains by the band The Last Bison. It came out on an album titled Inheritance in the year 2013. So it was a while ago now. They've got a newer album that came out a couple of years later. I actually haven't listened to it yet. I've really been meaning to because The Last Bison is a, a truly great folk rock kind of band. Um, is there anything else I want to say about the song? It uh, Let's see. It, it reminds me a lot of... I used to be, and still am to some degree, a large reader of Charles Dickens, and this really gives me that kind of a vibe. Charles Dickens also has a lot of these themes that are just really, really sad, really um, building pathetic characters and investing you in these deeply sad situations. And it, you know, it works at the end because there's always some kind of message of hope or glimmer of hope in it. So we will get to that. Don't worry. Um, Honestly, I don't know that there's anything else I want to preface this song with. Let's just go ahead and get into it. Um, and then what'll happen is I will give you a quick music theory minute on it, on the, on the actual music of it. And then we'll talk about initial impressions about the song, anything else that really jumps out, any questions that spring to mind. And then we'll go through the song line by line and try to determine what the story is that's being told here and, and what we're supposed to do with it, how we're supposed to react with it. Um, that part will be particularly important, I think in this podcast. So here is the song for you. It is called, again, Watches and Chains from the album Inheritance by the band The Last Bison. Watches and chains He'd be gone for a while Weeks 
piece at a time The neighbors all started to sing You and your mother should not disagree That he's wasting away Wasting, wasting away All his morals, his theology Have been left to decay Left to, left to decay Where's your meat? Where's your fruit? Where's your bread? Have you Now, there are a lot of really interesting musical things I'd like to point out about this song, but the only thing I'm going to hammer in on is the way that it modulates from a major key to a minor key. So we start out with this little introduction, and it sounds very happy and peaceful. And then it goes straight into the verse which sounds so different, right? 
uh, and what that is is it's the sound of uh, the key of E major turning into the key of E minor. And this is kind of an oversimplification, but generally what we associate with the major key is that happiness and, you know, joyfulness that we were kind of talking about. You know, it's um, it's the Shire from The Lord of the Rings. If you know The Lord of the Rings, it's... It's very happy and um, simple kind of times. But if we're going into the minor key, then something else is going on. Could be some kind of conflict, or it could be could be pain, um, or it could even just be mystery, and and or it could be you know something that's a little bit sad, um, but but it is different. It's not this, right? And in this song, it does go back and forth. So it does the the verse in this minor key, and then it eventually goes back to major for the part where it says you and your mother should not disagree and you can hear that right it's that it's that major key and so it goes back and forth and back and forth between the major and the minor and i will contend that that means something to the song itself there's a reason why it was constructed that way um other than just so that it would sound cool and different and unique um, so we will get to that in the deep dive. Um, there's one other thing I want to tell you real quick before we kind of get there. And I want to tell you a little bit about the album itself, Inheritance. So the cover of this album, I'm, I'm going to put up a picture of the cover art on social media and all that. But what it is, is a it's, it's an old timey kind of illustration of two guys burying a dead body and you don't really see much of the dead body at all you just see these two shadowy figures and they're standing over this grave that they've just dug and they're getting ready to bury somebody one of them has a torch in his hand held up high and there's also a lantern on the ground and what this tells us is that this world is kind or this album is kind of building a world it kind of exists in a world that is pre-electricity, right? So we are talking about, and, and this is going to be important to the song. I'll, I'll kind of explain that in a minute, that, <laughs> that we're not necessarily talking just about modern times. And the album name, Inheritance, has to do with how every one of these songs kind of relate back to a thing that is passed down to us from those ancient times, from olden days. And it could be cultural traditions. It could be struggles and problems you know the bad things as well as the good things and you know all those things that make us human because of decisions that people made who are now long gone and and you know we have a lot to thank them for we have some things um that you know we're kind of cursed with because of what they've done and who they are who they were i should say So that's something to keep in mind, and, and that will be a thing that ties into this song as well. Now, as we think about initial impressions about the song, um, I don't know if you got immediately the idea. If I hadn't told you that this is a sad song, I don't know if maybe you would nat- naturally come to that conclusion because it is so switching back and forth between major and minor. But um, <clears throat> this is a very sad story. Um, and I'm excited to share it with you. <laughs> um, 
So let's just go ahead and get into the, the deep dive here. We'll start off with the first couple of lines. He says, You and mother would cry when dad went away, selling his watches and chains. So we are introduced to three characters at the outset here. We have a father and a mother and a third person who I think we can assume is a child. Um, so the you in, in the song is the child. And it starts out by saying you and mother would cry when dad went away, selling his watches and chains. Now, why is he selling watches and chains? Why isn't he selling insurance or Cutco knives or something like that, right? <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> well, this has to do with this being a part of a part of an older world. We're not talking about when we say watches, we're not talking about wrist watches. We're talking about pocket watches. So it is this it's just a disc that is the watch itself and it's in probably a silver or a brass case and then it's attached by a chain. So those are the chains that he's selling as well. It's attached by a chain to your coat so that you don't lose it or it doesn't get pickpocketed. And uh, it's a very stylish thing to have, a thing of value. You know, it's kind of the, the male version of jewelry, right? And um, so that is what this is referring to when he's going. He's a, he's a traveling salesman, and he's going to sell watches and chains, and his family is upset. And it makes sense, right? You, you wouldn't hope that the family would be happy that dad has to leave to pursue his trade, but... From what we learn further on in the song, maybe things are even a little bit, maybe they're, maybe they're crying for more than that. Maybe there's a, even more of a reason for them to be upset. Um, because in the next line we learn, he'd be gone for a while or weeks at a time. And then the neighbors all started to say, can you hear that there? That's that, that major E chord. So we're in the, the key of E minor. And then that's the E major because we're about to go into the chorus. Um, so he's away for a long time, weeks at a time. And the neighbors all started to get to talking. And what are they saying? Well, we learn in the chorus here. They say you and your mother should not disagree that he's wasting away. Wasting, wasting away. All his morals, his theology have been left to decay. Left to, left to decay. And so they are, the, the neighbors are, you know, kind of coming to this family and saying, hey, look, you need to understand this isn't the way a family should be your father is not you know your father and your husband is not being who he should be um, and they are either assuming or maybe they have you know even more reason to believe that in fact he's going and when he makes a sale he's you know maybe drinking it away maybe he's you know doing even worse things um, but in this family, they refuse to believe that. So in, in the next part, the, the neighbors are still talking. They even say, where's your meat? Where's your fruit? Where's your bread? Have you eaten today? 
have you eaten today? So this father is not even making enough money and sending back enough money anyway to feed his family. He's not being a provider at all. And these neighbors are saying, look, it's not, it's not right. They, you know, it's probably perfectly possible that he could pursue some kind of trade here in town and be able to actually provide for you. But instead he's off doing God knows what with whatever money he gets. And he doesn't even send back enough for you to eat. Have you eaten today? I love that it puts in that actual question because I think it shows that these neighbors, even if they are being kind of, well, they're, they're just being so forthright about it, I think because they have to be, but also there is a genuine concern. I think that they want to help, and I think that they do help. They probably help this family to survive by giving them food to eat, and they're literally asking them, have you eaten today? Has he even given you enough money that you could have one meal, you know, uh, you know, much less three? And... Uh, and what's the, what's the family's response? What's the mother's response in all of this? It says, And your mother say, Pay them no heed. They don't know what they say. They don't know what they say. She doesn't want to believe it. She refuses to believe it. All she does is assume the best. She has to assume the best about her husband. And I, I love her... I, I, I love the response that she gives that it's not malicious. It's it's not that she's full of anger at her neighbors and that she despises them for saying what they do, but she is at peace with them, but at the same time she refuses to believe even the slightest word, you know, bad word against her husband. She believes that he absolutely is doing what he needs to do. And she says, they just don't understand the situation. And she's telling her child, right? Your mother would say to you, the child, she'd say, pay them no heed. Don't even just, don't even listen to them. They don't know what they say. They don't understand our situation. They don't know what's going on. And it's not what they think. And then we move into this second verse again. Where? Then your father had come home. Then all of your doubts, questions, and worries were gone. So as long as dad is actually here, then, you know, he seems to love his family. He's probably playing with his kids. And all of those doubts, questions, and worries, which, by the way, I don't think... I think that this whole song is addressed to that child, right? That's the you that we kind of concluded was in that first line, you know? Um, The you is the child, and so this whole song is kind of being communicated to the child. And so it's his worries and fears. So the mother seems to not be taking any of that to heart, but the child kind of is. But then when dad comes home, all those doubts, questions, worries, they're all gone. And life is good again. They can believe that dad is a good man and he is providing for his family. He is trying the hardest that he can. And, and he is, you know, sending back home whatever he can. But then soon so is he. 
right? So those questions, doubts, worries, they're all gone. But then soon, so is he. So is dad again. He's leaving again. He's off on one of his trips again. And in the house across the street, the rumors and lies, they went on. So nothing has changed. As soon as dad leaves again, the neighbors start talking again, and the child can't help but kind of believe it, right? I mean, if that's true, if it's true that they haven't had something to eat today because dad hasn't even sent them enough money for, you know, their bare sustenance. Um, how, how can you argue with that? How can you argue with the evidence of history? So we've got this chorus again where the neighbors are saying, look, you have to agree with us. You shouldn't disagree that your father, that your husband is wasting away. He's wasting away. And he, his morals, his theology, he, you know, he claims to be a faithful man. He claims to be a man of the Lord. But all of that is left to decay. A theology, by the way. If you don't know what theology is, it, it, uh, it's the study of religion. It's, um, it's doctrine. It's just... It's your religion, basically. Your religious ideas is your theology. And they're saying his theology is left to decay. So he, he claims to believe all these things. He claims to believe in God. He claims to have, you know, morals of selflessness and that he, you know, wants to love and provide for his family. But all of that is just left to, left to decay. And here's the proof. Where is your meat? Where's your fruit? Where's your bread? Have you even eaten today? And the mother's response is still the same. Your mother would say, pay them no heed. They don't know what they say. Once again, no malice, no anger. They just, they don't know what they say. And... That brings us to the last part of the song that's kind of the coda of the song, and it's this part where it goes. And all of this is so much more beautiful in the original instruments, by the way, so you should absolutely listen to the original version of the song. And the words there are, so get in your Bible and read the passages written for thee so rumors don't set in as truth so the neighbor's lies don't get to you. So we're getting the idea, if we didn't before, that this is a very religious family. It's probably in a you know, religious town. I mean, if we're talking about these olden times, then it makes sense for basically everyone in that village to be a Christian. And um, they're saying, here's the remedy for all your doubts and fears that the neighbors are kind of poisoning your mind with. Again, the you being the child of the family. Um, if you want to combat that, you should want to combat that. All you have to do is get out your Bible and read the passages written for thee. And why do they say thee? Well, it's because they're speaking a little bit of, you know, it's it's not... It's, it's older English, but it's also kind of seen as biblical English, old-timey biblical English. And sometimes, even today, people will kind of sprinkle in a thee and a thou to make it sound a little bit more holy. So that's what somebody is doing in this case, saying, 
you know, just get out your Bible, read those passages written for thee, uh, you know, read those, these passages that we've marked out for you, things like honor thy father and mother. And then as soon as you read that, you'll believe that your dad is doing the right thing, right? Because you don't want to believe, you know, because uh, otherwise the, uh, the rumors will set in as truth. So that, so he's saying, um, read those passages so the rumors don't set in as truth, so the neighbor's lies don't get to you. So at this voice, whoever is speaking right here, is saying, be encouraged, you know, don't, you know, continue to believe the best of your father. Be determined that he is doing the right thing and that he does love you and that he is providing the best that he can. Um, just get in your Bible and encourage yourself. Read those passages so that you won't believe those lies of the neighbors. And then he says, You and your mom shouldn't cry, for Dad will be home in due time. He has only left to provide a meal and a roof to stay dry. In other words, the reason why he's still out is because he's trying to provide for you. You know, the reason why he's away is because he still has left to provide that meal and that roof to stay dry. And this is an encouragement or a, um, I don't know if encouragement is the right word. This is a command, more or less, to say, you know, you just got to believe. You just got to believe that he is doing the right thing, that he does love you, and that he is acting selflessly and denying himself, and that he is going to be back and things are going to be good and he is going to provide for you. Now, that brings us to the end of the song there. It leaves it right there. But there's a couple of questions I have about all that after we've kind of pieced that together. The first question I have is, who is actually speaking here? There's a couple of choices, I think. I've thought about this, and I think we have two possible interpretations. One is that it is the the conscience of the little child himself, you know, the boy himself, or it could be a girl. Um, but the child, the you in the song, is he, he maybe he's kind of talking to himself and, and um, I almost hesitate to call this a voice of conscience because it maybe is not saying the right thing, the truthful thing. He's, but he's telling himself, you just got to believe the truth. You just got to believe that dad cares for you, that he loves you, and that he's going to provide for you, and that all those neighbors are going to be proved wrong because they don't know what they say. Or, I think another very likely possibility is that this is another child in the family. This is maybe an older child. This is a, a child who is more like the mother and being determined to believe the best about dad, and that is why he is you know, telling the child, don't listen to those neighbors, you know, listen to your mother, uh, listen to our mother who says, you know, just pay them no heed. They don't know what they say. All you have to do is read your Bible a little bit and that'll tell you that your father is you know, a great man and that he couldn't, you know, do a thing to harm you. <laughs> and so that's, that's one question you can kind of pick which way you want to think about it. The other thing that is more important is, is there a difference? Here, here's a key thing about this song. Is there a difference between the opinion of the speaker in the song and the writer of the song? 
that is because I, I, I think that there is I, I've kind of already alluded to this in the way that I've spoken about this story that the, the speaker of the song that is to say the narrator of the song so if it's the, the little boy's conscience or if it is an older child in the family either way that is the narrator of the song it's the speaker of the song it's the person who is saying just read your bible and believe in your dad and everything's going to be okay and know that he loves you and don't question him no matter what you do you can't question him he is above suspicion or and and so the question is (laughs) the question is that is what the narrator is saying the question is, is that what the writer of the song is saying? Is that what the composer of the song is saying? Or is he building a case in order to expose this kind of hypocrisy or just show, tell this story? Um, because I think that that is very much the case. It's very much the case that the, uh, the narrator in this story, whether it's the conscience or another child, is wrong. Uh, it's it's pretty clear, right? I mean, if your dad is not providing you with food to eat, then something is wrong. And then also, here's another key point to it. Uh, it's the tears, right? You and your mom would cry when dad went away. Well, maybe it's not just because, you know, they don't like it when he goes away, but also because they're afraid that, you know, inside, innately, they really believe, they really know what is true. They really know that he's not the father that he should be. And they know that they should be questioning him. But when it gets to their super legalistic, you know, outward mind, they won't allow themselves to put suspicion on him. They won't allow themselves to believe anything about him except for the best. And it's this really tragic situation, right? Because this family refuses to be helped by their neighbors. They refuse to find any closure. They refuse to put any expectations on this father who should be providing, and he's clearly not. He's not even providing enough for them to eat day to day. And they're just living on blind faith. Now, another interesting thing about this song, it can come across as an anti-Christian song, an anti-faith song, right? Um, is the is the message of this song, song supposed to be that, you know, everyone who puts their hope in the Bible is just totally wrong and out there and believing wacky, crazy things and have, you know, sincere ideas about um, things when in reality the whole world is is bad and corrupt and and uh, you know <laughs> is that the message? Uh, well, it's not. If you <laughs> if you listen to the rest of the album, uh, it, it becomes very clear that these that the people in this band and the writer of these songs they are not anti-faith at all. But this is a story about corrupt faith, and it's very important to acknowledge that that it happens, in fact, that it can be common. And um, it's a story that just, again, for me, I like these kind of sad songs. It helps me to be sympathetic towards other people, to think about them in this way. And all the more so as they are just deceiving themselves 
and trying to believe the best about a man who clearly is not interested in doing the best for them. It is a very sad song, but hopefully it encourages us to um, think sort of sympathetically towards others and to be to be the one like those neighbors in the song. You know, they they sound very harsh when we get to that this part of the song where it's um, where I'm not even playing any chords, and this is the way that it is in the original song as well, where it's it's just following the line of you and your mother should not disagree. And it's the it's very forthright, it's very striking, it's it's very insistent that you know you have to agree, you have to agree with this. And those neighbors are trying so hard to do the right thing to to get this family to understand and see the truth and do something about it and and um you know and and uh offering them food because they know that they haven't had anything to eat on in a day. And um, it's a really interesting, surprisingly complicated kind of story song. And yeah, yeah. So I, I, I hope that all that makes sense as far as, you know, oh, and the, and it's when those neighbors are talking, right? That, uh, that it's in the major key. Right? So it's in the major key in that chorus where it's you and your mother should not disagree. It's in the minor key when we are caught up in the mind of the family. You know, your, your father had come home, all your doubts, questions, worries are gone. All of that's in the minor key. So I think that the major key in this song kind of illustrates who is correct and who is deluded. You know, I don't know whether it was intended that way or not. Maybe not. Maybe it was just written that way because it sounds very unique and awesome. Um, but that is a song that uh, means a lot to me. I, I hope that you got something good out of it. And I'm going to say that uh, that's about it for for this week. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it more than you could imagine. Please, if you would, share this podcast with anybody who you think might be possibly interested in it. I'm always looking for suggestions for more songs. So if you have an idea of a song that could bear this kind of treatment and have me, you know, tear it apart, or, you know, even if you don't, even if you just have an inkling of an idea that maybe a song could be good for this, I am so ready to take suggestions. I, I want to... Uh, write to me at deepdivelyrics.crow at gmail.com deepdivelyrics.crow at gmail.com with your song suggestions. And then also if you have any interest in, in uh, you know coming on the podcast and having a little conversation about an, a song that you find important that would be awesome too. We can do that over the phone and it would be great. Just send me an email. Otherwise you can follow this podcast on you know all the places where you can follow a podcast, YouTube and, and Apple podcasts and Google podcasts and Stitcher and, uh, iHeartRadio and, and everything else. And you could also write me a nice little review on, uh, Apple podcasts. That would be much appreciated as well. Give me as many stars as you think this podcast merits. And next week, 
will be a surprise. Yes, that's right. There is not yet a plan for the podcast next week, but I think that uh, it'll be a surprise. It'll be very pleasant surprise, I hope. Anyway, thank you again for listening to me ramble on about this song. And I, I, I just hope that, uh, I, you know, I hope that you go and listen to the album because it's, it's so good and beautiful. And there's so many great things in it. Um, all right. Stay safe out there. Stay healthy. I'll talk to you again soon. <laughs>